As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Chess boxing has been described as nerd fighting and also as the ultimate sporting challenge of the 21st century. People often reference brain versus brawn, and chess boxing is the best of both worlds, where athletes clash in the ultimate strategy game, along with a bout of the most classic and simple of physical sports. Take the opponent out in either competition, and you take home the victory. The bell is about to sound, so let's get into the ring and meet our guest. My name is Tommy Butler, and you're listening to The Ocho. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm here with an undefeated heavyweight chess boxer who masquerades as an accountant during the day. Measuring in at 188 centimeters and 97 kilograms, that's 6 foot 2 and 214 pounds for those of us who use freedom units, and boasting a whopping 2267 chess ELO, it's David Northern Powerhouse, Germany. Thank you so much for joining me. No problem, Tommy. So let's start it off simply. What is chess boxing and what are the rules? It sounds pretty obvious when you hear the words chess boxing. Well, it is pretty obvious. It's pretty much what it says on the tin. So there's a round of chess and there is a round of boxing. And then you carry on until somebody wins by either checkmate or by knockout. Of course, that could go on for ages and ages and ages. So there is actually a timer on the chess. So when you play your chess move, you press down your clock and your opponent's time starts counting. So you've got a set amount of time each. So it can only go on for a defined amount of rounds. A few times people will win by losing on time where their their time does does run out and they've just used too much. Um, But you do see things where people win by knockouts and people win by exciting checkmates as well. And when you actually watch it live, it's it's a totally different experience than seeing a video of it. It's one where you hear the crowd chanting during the boxing rounds, chess, chess, chess. <laughs> and, you know, equally during the boxing rounds, people are getting very excited for another round of chess. Uh, during the chess rounds, people are getting excited for another round of boxing. It's a, it's really a spectacle. It's something you've got to almost see to believe. From what I've seen so far, it's amazing watching it go back and forth. I believe in the first fight that you had, it was three minutes of chess and then two minutes of boxing. And in the second one, it was four and three. Is that a permanent change or sort of fight to fight? Uh, it depends on depends on the fight. So the first fight I ever did was uh, what you call an exhibition fight. So I was actually fighting the British heavyweight champion in that fight. And because it was an exhibition fight, as in the boxing rounds and the chess rounds are just a little bit shorter to almost get a nice entry for people who've never done a fight before. And they're a little bit shorter. So in a two minute boxing round rather than three minutes, there's less chance of being knocked out. And you know, the chess obviously a bit shorter to match the boxing. So I I won that fight. Um I won it on the chess. And um in the second fight that was a what you call a proper fight um, <laughs> and um, that was three minutes of boxing and four minutes of chess and that extra minute of boxing is incredibly difficult 
when you're you're moving around it's you know it's 50 percent on top of it again and for those people who've never actually done a round of boxing it is one of the most tiring things you can do you know i've run half marathons i've you know rode for a few hours on a lake i you know i've um i've played games of rugby um i've played games of footballers to your viewers tommy <laughs> soccer um you know but th that three minutes of boxing and doing that repeatedly is one of the most tiring things you can ever do it has to be considering not only are you moving around but you have that adrenaline going of i really don't want to be punched in the face right now so I'm sure it just adds on top of itself. With that in mind, how do you go from having to be very calm and calculated to play chess and not blunder and then go right into trying to hit someone in the face and then back? <laughs> well, it's it's a really interesting question. Um, and one that every time I get asked about chess boxing, it's the, it's the transition from one to the other, which is what somebody's interested in is in how can you do that you've just been hit around the face 10 times or you in the ring trying to literally kill somebody <laughs> and then you're going to be calm collected and then just move some pieces around the board when your hands are probably shaking all the time um so i i always answer it in a similar way in the sense that to actually box properly if you if you are um getting so aggressive then you've lost control so actually to be calm and collected when you're boxing and to keep your mind really still is one of the best best things you can do because then you're actually looking for openings in your opponent's guard and you're moving about and you're concentrating on keeping your head moving and you know your feet moving and going in at angles to actually punch your opponent um, and conversely like moving at angles to avoid your opponent's punches so then when you sit down at the chessboard it's so important that when you're there taking your gloves off, having your sip of water, you are trying to empty your mind of everything. So then when you sit down at that chessboard, you are focused on just the chess in front of you. And um, one of the strange things in both my fights, I've found this, and I've spoken to a few of the other um, chess boxers around the circuit, and they do not notice a crowd there. So at the last event that I participated in, which was in December in North London, we had about 500 people there. It was a sellout, um, despite the new Omicron variant being quite uh, quite large in the UK at that point. But it, it was an absolute sellout. Um, we probably should have got a bigger venue, to be honest, because I bet we could have sold it out with a thousand people with the amount of ticket inquiries. But I didn't notice any of the crowd whatsoever, either in the chess or the boxing or even in between rounds. It was just you're so focused on it with your with your brain. Wow. I've always, as I was watching, I kind of wish that uh, y'all had to continue playing chess with the gloves on. Uh, I understand <laughs> why you don't, because I can just imagine how many pieces would be flying all over the place. But to have to go back and forth, that's something that I hear a lot from athletes is that the crowd completely goes silent and you're so in the moment. Cutting in here briefly to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, including Athletic Greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that's top quality. 
With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. You can talk to a bunch of different fans, athletes, and insiders, as well as other podcasters from the Sports Drink Network, and it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, and link your Twitter. Come with your spiciest takes. Which came first for you, chess or boxing? So chess very much came first for me. So um, my brother and I are both reasonably good chess players. So um, Re- Reasonably good? Um, Re- both top 200 in the UK. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like that's so a little bit more reasonably than reasonably. <laughs> so there's, um, there's about 120,000, well, maybe a bit more since the Queen's Gambit came on Netflix. But there's about <laughs> the, before that, there were about 120,000 registered chess players with an actual rating in the UK and um, uh, basically we were both in the top 200 and um, I got to actually in the top 150 players in the UK Wow! Um, before all the lockdowns and COVID happened and um, I haven't really played much competitive chess since then just because of the lack of ability to play. Um, so I'm actually not sure where I stand <laughs> at the moment, but that was then and, you know, obviously similar standard, but that was sort of from from a, from my childhood, I, I played chess. Um, I did some work um, a number of years ago, probably five years ago now, and did some work in Saudi Arabia. Um, and there was uh, a martial arts coach out there with the team that I was with at the time. And he did some sort of pseudo boxing coaching with us, but that was about five sessions. That's literally the only experience of boxing I'd had before I took up chess boxing, which was about uh, three and a half years ago. Wow. How did you find chess boxing? Because I had heard of it before my friend told me about it. And I I think it was a reference in a TV show, maybe as a kind of a joke, because I know it was a comic book uh, reference before it became an actual sport. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for, for me, chess boxing was, it just hit everything that I like. So I love using my brain and and, that, and I, I love physical sports. You know, I mentioned to you earlier, I love, I love playing rugby and playing um, football or soccer. And <laughs> you can keep calling it football. We, 
Thanks. Just by the accent, Thanks. we know what you're referring to. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. So, you know, I love those physical sports and, um, you know, boxing, there's a lot of technique involved in it. Uh, so I, I took to it like fish to water and put in the chest with it. It just made sense to me. But one of the brilliant things, particularly at the uh, club that I attend in London, is the actual people that are involved. The people are what make the club. We've got some absolutely fabulous people there. We've got some people from a variety of different jobs, lives. You know, people. We've got one guy who's a farmer. One guy who writes for the British Chess Magazine. One guy who's a professional landlord. One guy who's actually a paramedic. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm an accountant. Uh, you know, you've got so many different walks of life there. Um, there's, I mean, there's even a guy who comes along who's a personal trainer, and he comes and takes part in the class. Doesn't run the class; he actually takes part in the class <laughs> because he enjoys it so much. So, you know, it's the people make chess boxing, and you know, in the UK, we're such a close knit club. I mean, to give you an example, it's it's uh, the first day of Lent today. It's Ash Wednesday, so. Yesterday's Shrove Tuesday or Pancake Day. <laughs> so, um, you know, there was about 10 people came around to my house last night, all chess boxes, and we all had pancakes together. Awesome. You know, so it is a community. It sounds like it. I listened to one episode of the, uh, or the episode that you're on of the Chess Boxing podcast, and you were talking about all these different people, and you all seem to be such great friends. And I think that's such a cool thing. And, these niche sports that I love so much is that everyone knows each other because there's only a certain amount of people who play it or compete in this sport. Absolutely. You know, I've potentially got a fight lined up for our, our next event. So our next event is, so it's a, what we brand ourselves under is chess boxing nation and our next events on the 28th of May. So Saturday, 28th of May at um, the dome and Tufnell park in North London. If you can't make it to London on the 28th of May, or if you're listening to this after the fact, you can always follow Chess Boxing Nation on Twitch to watch feature events live for free. I've got a potential fight, not confirmed yet, but against uh, Lars Lazarus Bjorknes, um, who I was supposed to be fighting in December, but he unfortunately had to pull out at the last minute. Um, but again, you know, we're quite good friends. You know, we, we <laughs> send each other texts now and again, but he lives in Helsinki. You know, and, and that's the thing. The whole world's chess box community is a very, it's a community. It's a close-knit community. So I heard that, or I heard that you were going to be uh, fighting Lars, and then because he had to step out, you instead fought the Bulgarian beast, Jordan Jordanov, which y'all can watch at home by searching for Seasons Beatings by Chess Boxing Nation on YouTube. Starts around the hour and 45-minute mark. Watching that fight was just really interesting from... I think both of your um, opponents have been a more heavier boxer than chess player, whereas you're kind of the opposite. How do you go into a fight with someone that has kind of the opposite strength balance to you? Again, a very good question. So I, I approach it that I'm not scared of someone hitting me. If you're scared of someone hitting you, you're... you're head will drop your defense will drop and, and you will get hit so i'm i'm the opinion that i want to go into the fight i want to i want to win on the boxing 
So it's it's a weird thing. All the chess players want to win on the boxing, and all the boxers <laughs> want to win on the chess. Because it's kind of the thing that they're least good at. You kind of want to prove so, yourself in that way. Exactly. So, you know, I felt like I um, equipped myself very well against Jordan. So the Bulgarian beast is a very accurate name because he's an excellent boxer. Um, you know, he's done some amateur fights at university. He does kickboxing. You know, he's, he's a... I, I wouldn't like to mess with him in the streets, if that makes <laughs> sense. And, you know, I, I think I equipped myself uh, very well. You know, there's, um, there's a photograph at the at the bar after the fight. So we both didn't go and get a shower. We actually went and mingled with the crowd and got got some beer. So we both went and got a pint of beer together, which was really, really nice after the fight and exactly what I needed. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a photograph of the both of us, and um, I have not a mark on me for some reason. <laughs> you know, he did hit me, to be fair. Yeah. I've not, got a, I've not got a mark on me. He's got red marks here and here and on his nose as well. And it's like, wow, okay, so I did actually connect with a few good ones. That's got to yeah, feel so, good, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that was great um you know and it's again it's about that community thing as well sharing a pint afterwards it was like you know you're mortal enemies in the ring trying to trying to kill each other and then afterwards it's all forgotten and you just have a pint together that's part of the reason i loved watching that fight so much is almost after every round you were giving each other fist bumps and laughing with each other and then right into the chest and then back into the boxing and it's you could very much tell that as soon as the gong sounded you you your face has changed and you're ready to go out there. But in between, you were very clearly good friends, which is always yeah, great absolutely. to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's very true for a lot of the chess boxers around the world. Um, you know, there's um, there's some guys we know from the US as well and, you know, some guys from, from the Netherlands. And, you know, everyone, when we all get together, it's always very friendly you know we might punch each other a bit but then we're all friends <laughs> afterwards it, it you know it is we recognize it's in the ring and it's fine when you are starting you start with the chess and listening to the announcers as someone who doesn't play a ton of chess i obviously know how all the pieces move i know what the goals are i know a few tricks but i don't know nearly enough to really understand when they say like the french gambit or the well i think it was the london opening followed by the elephant gambit or something like that was the <laughs> your most recent fight and hearing those words means very little to me but being able to hear the excitement from the announcers and the crowd still brought me into that into the fight do you think that chess boxing can become a more mainstream sport or do you think it will always be sort of fun between friends because of that difficulty and understanding the chess side of things sometimes so I, I think absolutely it can it can become a mainstream sport so you know we've had inquiries before from people like bt sport wanting to actually get involved in it and you know maybe put something on late at night to see you you know what a more mainstream audience thinks of it but our shows at the moment we do actually put them on twitch you know actually stream them live and there's obviously a lot of chess followers look at it you know you, you're not going to watch chess boxing if you don't like chess <laughs> if that makes sense but you know there's um there's some sort of social media stars um who uh came along to the club i think it was november actually 
called the Botes Sisters. So between them, they have, I think it's over like a million Instagram followers. Wow. They actually put a bit of um, a chess boxing video on their Instagram thing. People getting really, really interested in it. And, you know, so it can be a mainstream thing. It can actually appeal to a, a wider audience. You know, I mean, the audience would naturally have to have a bit of an interest in chess, but why do you think that the Queen's Gambit was so popular? Well, it showed a bit of um, an underdog with a talent and she utilised her talent. And again, with the chess boxing, somebody might be a really good boxer and a really bad chess player <laughs> or a really good chess player and a really bad boxer, or they might be really good at both. You know, and it, it's kind of like everyone loves an underdog and, you know, everyone loves a, a battle that goes back and forth. You know, whether it be in, a, say, an American football game or something, you know, say you're watching the Super Bowl and somebody wants the underdog to win all the time. If you are not sporting one of the teams, you'll always back the underdog. You know, but you also appreciate seeing a real battle on that pitch. And the same with the chess boxing. Everyone loves a good battle in the ring. Watching the or listening to the announcers talk about how oh, well, the Northern powerhouse has a really big advantage in the chess here, but if the Bulgarian beast can knock him out in this next round, it really all comes down to this. And I'm sitting there like, I already know what the res- what the result is. I've seen the result on the uh, chess boxing website, but I'm like, what's this? Go- what's going to happen here? It's very interesting to watch. Even, I mean, I'm slowly picking things up from, if you were to ask me what the London opening is, I wouldn't know. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, apart from the fact that listening to the podcast, it I believe it was notoriously boring was the how it was described. And the <laughs> elephant's gambit is uh, explosive. I still don't fully understand how that is. But I yeah, it's a very fun sport to watch. And the announcers really set that scene really well. Absolutely. So the the commentators or announcers, they're they're very good at getting audience engagement and people's engagement on Twitch as well. And I think they do their commentary knowing our audience. So they know our audience knows a bit about chess. I think you make a very good point in terms of for the audience that doesn't know that much about chess, it would be very good to, you know, give a bit more information about that. I suppose what they're doing there is saying, well, the way these pieces are moving is called like the London opening or the London system, or, you know, this is the elephant gambit, you know, this progression of moves. And if you want to go and look that up yourself, you can go on Google and uh, type in something and you'll you'll get that information. It really so, did make me want to do more research on it. Absolutely. And you can find it so easily by by Googling as well. You know, there's so many chess resources online. Another thing that I really loved about that second fight was kind of going back to making this more exciting for all audiences and trying to make it more mainstream is the Berserker. I didn't realize exactly what the Berserker was for until I listened to that podcast and hearing that it was the replacement for the Ring Girl. I thought that was amazing. Could you explain a little bit about the Berserker to people listening? Absolutely. So, um, to be blunt, ring girls, they're a bit sexist and a bit outdated. Definitely. You know, you see uh, a scantily clad woman going round, you know, in a bikini, and you've got a lot of old men leering at her. 
it's i mean we live in 2022 it's more 1950s that so um we just had a bit of a bit of a meeting beforehand between sort of the, the main guys and said look come on how can we actually modernize this how can we make this more relatable and then uh richard who um who is the berserker um <laughs> he's an absolutely wonderful guy um he actually makes his own kilts um, <laughs> so you know he's he's very very talented in a number of respects but he just said well you know i could be something like a berserker so we just went with that idea and him coming with an Icelandic thunderclap. But so instead, and the intention originally was, well, actually, we'll get people uh, in the audience with paint. So, you know, at the start of, say, round two, somebody will paint a big two on him. And then, (laughs) uh, you know, during the round, he'll go and get it washed off by somebody. Obviously, with COVID, we didn't want a lot of the touching and all the rest of it. But, Definitely. you know, that that's something that could be brought into, you know, the next show on the 28th of May. But um, he is basically the ring girl <laughs> and um, or the ring berserker now. But I just thought it was a, a really nice modern spin on it. And, you know, the, the way he was sort of getting the whole audience to Icelandic thunderclap. Um, and I mean, I don't know whether you noticed, but in between rounds in my fight with Jordan, we actually joined in with him as well. I yeah, so, I loved that. I thought yeah, it was so the so audience cool. really got into it, and it was very well received. I loved seeing it. I want to see it again. And you know, I think because that was the first time. I think the first sort of fight, I'm not sure the audience quite got it. And then I think the second fight, they got it a lot more. And then I think during my fight, they really got it. And I think going forward, that will be a consistent theme. And it's just, it's a great idea too. As you said, it's such an outdated idea. Like most people can count how many rounds there have been. You go back and forth. It's very clear. It's not necessary in the first place, but having someone to pump up the crowd like a berserker is just so cool absolutely absolutely especially when you get the boxers the chess boxers interacting with the berserker as well whereas if there was a ring girl walking around the ring i wouldn't be interacting with her at all definitely yeah (laughs) what has been your biggest takeaway since you joined chess boxing oh that's a very good question um i think my biggest takeaway is probably a real feeling of belonging and, and community in the actual sport, whether that be in London or Finland or France or Germany. The belonging in your community is a thing that everyone wants in life. They want to feel like they belong somewhere. So, you know, like my job, I, I love my job at the moment. I'm obviously in the office at my job in a meeting <laughs> room. But, you know, so I feel like I belong there. At home, I I feel like I belong at home. I I like the house I live in. It's great. And this is one of the big things I do in terms of socializing. And I very much feel like I belong there as well. And it's because of that community. And if I went to the chess boxing club in, say, Berlin, and know a couple of people there, I don't know them all, but, you know, I could um, go to the main guy and say, oh, I'm I'm David from the, uh, the chess boxing, you know, one of the chess boxing clubs in the UK. And I would be welcome there. I think that's one of the real big things and wonderful things about chess boxing. 
been my favorite thing talking with everyone in niche sports is that is a very similar response. I just, I love hearing that. Sorry to jump in here again, but we have one last check-in with our sponsors before we finish out the interview with David Jarman. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. You can talk to a bunch of different fans, athletes, and insiders, as well as other podcasters from the Sports Drink Network, and it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, and link your Twitter. Come with your spiciest takes. What would you say to someone or any tips you would have for someone considering joining chess boxing? I'd say go along and just try it. So we have new people come into the club every single week and quite a few of them come along and, and absolutely love it. Um, we try different things as well. And we invite people from a, a complete breadth of social backgrounds and abilities. You know, there's a, there's a guy who turned up the other week who literally was like, I'm not very good at chess. I've never boxed before, but this sounds really interesting. I want to give it a go. So we came along. We're doing another thing just to, you know, we do have a number of females in the sports. Um, we actually had a female fight lined up for the 11th of December show, but unfortunately one of the ladies caught COVID, so couldn't attend the show, and therefore that fight was um, put off. And the reserve fighter had a problem with her elbow as well, so yeah. <laughs> that was unfortunate. But we're doing for International Women's Day on the on the 12th of March, any uh, females or any males that bring along a female <laughs> to the club get to train for free. Nice. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that we're doing like that, but I literally just go along and, you know, find a club in, in your country or, you know, or, or wherever it may be, turn up and just give it a go because the people are lovely. The people will make you feel welcome. Um, and, you will feel part of the community immediately. Awesome. Uh, how many chess boxers are there at the moment, would you guess? Oh, in the world or in England or? Uh, let's let's do in the world. There's probably in the world, I'd estimate it maybe a thousand chess boxers. Wow, that's more than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few. So there's a really, there's a, you, you're asking about associations as well. So I'll sort of answer that question without you directly answering it. So. Um, there's one in France, one in Germany, one in Finland, one in America, one in Turkey, uh, one in Italy, um, one in the UK, uh, one in the Netherlands. Um, have I mentioned the USA? Um, Maybe. Um, one in, well, actually, I say one in India. There's a number in India. Wow. So India has a massive community of chess pots and I've probably underestimated in terms of a thousand people because there's probably a there's probably a thousand in, in in India alone, but you know there's there's various different ones in India because it's such a massive country. 
That's so cool. Um, you know, I think I think in the US there's a guy um, uh, called Matt Thomas actually, who, um, if for a bit of uh, pop culture, was on the first series of Love Is Blind, which is on Netflix. <laughs> um, so he actually does a lot of chess boxing over there and commentated on events over over this way as well. And he does a lot with chess boxing in and around Atlanta. That is not something I expected. Was how does Love Is Blind connect to? Uh, <laughs> connect to chess boxing. Well, if you ever get that in the quiz question, there's your answer. I have it, and I'll be the only one who can answer it. Yeah, well, absolutely. Except for the people who listen to this. Uh, <laughs> speaking of different leagues, so I've heard of the World Chess Boxing Association and the World Chess Boxing Organization. Which one do you belong to? And also, in I guess that answers, how would you spell chess boxing as one word or two? Oh, that's a very good question. So I would spell it as one word, but people do spell it as two words. So if you go on YouTube and you type in chess boxing, then some of Chess Boxing Nation's events will come up. And if you go into YouTube and type in chess space boxing, then the top result will be another Chess Boxing Nation <laughs> event. So to be honest, I don't think it matters. I think it's very much... Um, Probably you get some scholars in 30 years looking at the etymology of the word and saying, should there be a space or should there not be a space? I don't really care, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I think it's just a word, you know, and it's a word or two words. It still says chess boxing. Um, and so the WCBA, so the association rather than organization, is the one that the UK club belongs to. But um, it basically comes down to, so there's... Um, two main sort of uh, people who created world chess boxing in effect uh, so there's a guy tim Woolgar from the united kingdom um and there was uh Iepe rubin from germany and they sort of created it almost hand in hand and um so Iepe created the wcbo and um tim created the wcba and there's a lot of chat at the moment actually um, between people who belong to the different um, factions, if you want to call it that, <laughs> to sort of join them up and um, and and almost say, well, actually, it doesn't really matter. Let's have just one world governing body of chess boxing. Awesome. What plans do you have for your career in chess boxing? Do you ever think you'll go pro? Well, I suppose it is an amateur sport. <laughs> so um, going pro is... Um, is an interesting one. If it ever turned into a professional sport, I think it will take too long for me to still be competing. So say in another 10 years time, I might compete, but I'll probably competing at a very exhibition fight level just because of my age in 10 years time. But I think that it does have a possibility to go pro. We'll, we'll just see what the future holds on that. In terms of my career in chess boxing, as I said, I potentially got that fight on the 28th of May. Um, in London, I may go to. I, I was potentially going at the start of April to Berlin to do a fight, but that event um, ended up getting cancelled just because of the funding for the event. There was actual World Chess was given some funding for it. Um, so the World Chess Organization is called FIDE, and the funding actually didn't end up coming from them, unfortunately. So that event didn't actually go ahead or won't go ahead because it was in a month's time. In terms of my career, apart from that, it just depends who wants to fight because um, a lot of the majority of chess boxers are not heavyweights 
majority of chess boxes are sort of um, around the, do you want me to do this in Imperial or metric units? I can jump in later with the, uh, <laughs> the Imperial if I need to. <laughs> Do what you're Excellent. comfortable with. So the majority of well, I'm I'm comfortable in imperial, weirdly enough, even though oh, okay. managers in kilograms. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. do whichever um, in post. Yeah. So the um, the majority of chess boxes probably are around the eleven to fourteen stone level. According to Google, a stone is about fourteen pounds. Well, it is fourteen pounds, or a convenient six point three five kilograms. So if my math is right, and I have a degree in communications, that's between 154 and 196 pounds, or about 70 to 89 kilograms. Whereas at the moment, you've got my weight off the chessboxing.info website, which is slightly outdated because that was my weight in March 2020 when I did my first fight. Ah. But my weight now is about 103, 104 kilograms, which is um, just over 16 stone. Which is 224 pounds for my fellow Americans. So, nice. um, yeah. Uh, and that, that's just, to be honest, it's muscles in the shoulders and the, and, and the thighs from, from doing boxing training. That's all it is. It's not that I'm, I'm probably actually thinner than I was in March 2020. Awesome. Well, congrats. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you have to finish up soon. So is there anything else you want to shout out about things you're working on um well i think that um the the club that i attend is a, a islington boxing club in north london so it's um for any football fans out there it's about half a mile away from the emirates stadium which is arsenal's home ground uh whilst i don't support arsenal <laughs> it's a very big football stadium near there um we train on a saturday morning at 10 o'clock to 11.30. If anybody's listening to this in London, then please do come along. If anybody comes over from the States to London and wants to attend, please do come along. You know, we, we get various people coming along. Weirdly, um, it was a couple of years ago before, before one of Anthony Joshua's fights, he actually came to the club because he always goes around there to get his hair cut and then comes into Islington Boxing Club to say hello to people. So that was one morning um, where, you know, quite a few of us had photographs with him uh, before one of his fights, which was a great experience, you know, seeing a professional boxer and also seeing how tall he is compared to the rest of us. Um, you know, sort of he's like six foot seven or something like that. And wow. I'm six foot two. And you're looking up going, God, you're tall. <laughs> so God, that we've got our next show on the 28th of May. Um, I mentioned that uh, Tufnell Park in North London at a theatre called The Dome. It's a brilliant theatre, got a lot of old tradition associated with that theatre, got a number of quite famous boxing fights there in the past. Um, and that's live stream for free on Twitch, but you need a ticket for that event because it is exciting. And tickets are actually on sale now. So if anybody's coming over to that, then you know, feel free to reach out and grab a ticket. Our website is chessboxing. If you just type in chessboxing nation into Google, you you will see that. Um, or even just chessboxing. I believe it's the first thing that pops up. 
yeah yeah or that and if you go on the chess boxing nation website there's a link to get tickets on there but also just have a general read because it's a really interesting website you know it has links to some of the history of chess boxing it has links to some of the fighters stats as well we don't have every fighter on the chessboxing.info website but you know it's something that we're working on you know day on day month on month year on year to keep it updated as much as possible and have the newer chess boxes and even the older ones who we haven't got the info for awesome well thank you so much for joining me and i hope you have a great or i hope you have good luck in your next fight thanks tommy really appreciate it um i will wait for an instagram message from you having uh, watched the fight and giving me a bit of feedback on it oh yeah will do today's episode of the ocho is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. I've been with Sports Drink since before they were Sports Drink and they were the Armchair All-Americans, and I've loved working with these guys. They're here to help this pod grow and to hate your favorite team, no matter the sport, on principle, and a rising tide lifts all boats. So check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open up Instagram and type in sports drink, but it's spelled without the vowels. So S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, real easy to remember. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. A huge thanks again to David Germany for joining me and most certainly being late for a meeting because of it. He told me that we'd had 25 minutes when we started recording and then we recorded for like 40 something minutes. So hope that went all right, (laughs) David, if you're listening. I had a great time talking to him, and I can't wait to see how this sport continues to grow. If you didn't get enough of the Northern Powerhouse, or you haven't seen a chess boxing match yourself, you know exactly where to find more by searching for Chess Boxing Nation on basically every social media, especially on YouTube and Twitch, so you can watch the past fights, and then be there live when the Northern Powerhouse fights next. You can also search for the Northern Powerhouse Chess Boxing on Google, and that sends you to the right videos. His second fight being in the middle of the Seasons Beatings video on YouTube, as I mentioned earlier. If you want to listen to more chess boxing, I'd recommend checking out the Chess Boxing Nation podcast, which I mentioned a couple of times in the interview and used a lot for my research. I would recommend watching the fights before you listen to the episode, though, as most of them are talking about the fights that went on. I'd love to hear any ideas you have for niche sports and athletes you want to hear in a future episode, so send me a DM at butlerontheair basically everywhere online. It would also help the podcast out a ton if you subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and left a review, especially on iTunes. Each review helps get the show in new ears, and I think David, along with Chess Boxing as a whole, deserves to be heard. Until next time, I'm Tommy Butler, and you've been listening to The Ocho.